But you could call me the can man, because anybody can get it. Unbelievable! Dana! 60 G's, baby! <laughs> Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler! Welcome to episode 55 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron and uh, today I'm joined by Troy Weaver. Another uh, two-man mission for us here. TK's gone AWOL. Rory's unable to get here and Connor claims he's working, so we'll do our best. Um, I mean, first of all, probably the first thing to say is uh, we're going to be away on Friday covering uh, Bama in London. Uh, For those who don't know Bama, it's probably one of two leading MMA organisations in the one UK. Of the co- it's one of the sort of the, you know, the it's, finding yeah, fathers in it's, British it's, uh, MMA, really. Yeah, it's pretty so much uh, Bama and Cage Warriors here, yeah. isn't it? I mean, and Cage Warriors was originally Cage Rage, wasn't it? I yeah, think, and so. it's got more, I think it's more European, than, yeah. whereas this is more kind of the British uh-huh. fighters. But that's one. That's probably, they do like one big card a year, I think, yeah. and this is, they've got three title fights on there. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, and to obviously see. it's at Wembley as well, yeah. which is a good which, Wembley arena. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we can uh, nab some good seats again, and uh, you may catch us on ITV4, which is is that uh, what it's on yeah. this time? Yeah, yeah it was on ITV4. Da- Moving up in the world, yeah. Dave to ITV. <laughs> okay. All right, so um, we had the UFC. We had a card two weeks ago with uh, Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had UFC 222 this weekend. Um, the first thing uh, probably to get into is we were going to cover it last week, and then it kind of we had a lot to talk about. So Jeremy Stevens, I, I don't know where you stood on the finish because obviously he rocked Emmett on the feet, and then he's landed elbows towards the back of the head when he's on the mat, and then he doesn't properly connect with the knee, but he does connect with the knee. Mm. So. Yeah, it was a tricky one, wasn't it? I think, uh, it, well, we're going to get onto it, uh, you know, uh, the prelims of yeah. 222 as well, yeah. where a similar sort of situation arises. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes fighters can can be forgiven for heat of the moment things. Yeah. Uh, they train, you know, to fight. Yeah. But, you know, so, for, yeah, for what, that instance. For that kind of, the elbows, I kind of understand because Emmett was turning his head, and as much as yeah, they they often get yeah, caught with that. And I mean, a lot of the time, if it's a punch to the back of the head or a kick, yeah, then it never gets caught. No, it's kind of a mixture, isn't it? Because it's like the fighters shouldn't be turning the back of their head towards it. I mean, it's kind of a veteran kind of move, but it doesn't really work when you're rocked on the floor. I mean, Mayweather was doing it perfectly against McGregor, where he kept. Yeah spinning his back round because he knew he couldn't be caught and then. it works a lot better in boxing yeah, definitely. because you've got a lot more eyes on yeah. on what's going on really but here the knee, the knee on the mat I think for one we saw the downside of having someone on commentary or a pundit who is also associated with the fighter because mm. Dominic Cruz there was no way he was possibly going to say that it was 
uh, illegal strike. No. And yeah. if it was the other way around and it was against Team Alpha Male, he absolutely would have said yeah. that it was a foul strike. Yeah, yeah. But this is the question that we were going to do last week, and it's probably a good time to ask you now, actually. I wondered where you stood on kind of uh, the bridge between gamesmanship and kind of just cheating, mm. because you get some things, and I was trying to break it down in my head earlier, and I would say maybe the difference is, say, your Romero, who we call him a cheat, but it's only really cheating if the ref punishes you for it, like the the chucking the water on himself, they're not coming out for the corner. It's kind of down to the referee to to stop it. So it's kind of, I'd say that's, yes if you have the, like, no. the diagram, I mean, it's kind of in between, whereas like uh, a low kick or something like that is far more blatantly a foul. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get what you're saying, but I mean, you've got to sort of look at it as well as cheating's cheating. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't stand Romero, so I'm yeah. completely on that side, but... Uh, but I, I get what you're saying. If he's not getting punished for it, yeah. then some fighters say, kind of like, if the ref, you do what the referee lets you get away with. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think each ref can be can be different, and I think a fighter yeah. will probably go into each fight almost with, with that the the knowing of that. We're almost we seen a, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure what fight it was. It was the it was one of the early fights in the night. I'm pretty sure it's the Cody Stammen and Brian Caraway fight on two two two. Um, where the ref just it kept going up. To, it wasn't actually that. I think it was a heavier. Oh, separate. But he kept separating them. Yeah, against Adam Milstead. Yeah, yeah. And he kept separating them yeah. all the time. But they they were working on yeah, the that, on, on the cage, and I think that can be sometimes a thing as well. Is, yeah, yeah there almost needs to be. Uh, we don't have the consistency with the yeah, referees. Yeah, exactly. That there almost needs to be some sort of firm basis of like, okay, you guys, this is what we're going to do. It doesn't help either that they have two sets of rules for yeah. different states that they're they're fighting in. It's that ca- can't be easy. It's kind of like um, in football where you had offside was offside and now you have offside if certain players aren't affecting the yeah, ball yeah, and yeah. it's like that. And so when you make a rule subjective, then it's far harder to be officiated. Yeah, yeah. But just on, on the knee side of things, that was the part that you can say it didn't connect, but the knee there was illegal. So it's kind of, that's your job to... No, you can't throw that strike. So, yeah. Um, the, the one other thing there, we, we don't need to spend too long on this, but I don't know how much I hold it against a fighter when they land strikes and the opponent is like quite blatantly like lifeless. Whereas um, Stevens landed about three elbows on Emmett when he was quite clearly like still not moving at all. Yeah. And I mean the most blatant one, the Henderson Bisping. Yeah, I mean those ones are even those ones in my mind are even worse. Yeah. Because the fight's already been called as in it's not the end of the round or yeah. anything. It's almost like a follow-up punch is yeah. a lot worse than a, a combination. And Garni did that horrible one on over him, didn't he, where he was blatantly out and he landed the one smash when yeah, he was he on did. the deck. Yeah, it was reminiscent of yeah. Dan Henderson. Um but then I think yeah, I think sometimes a fighter can be forgiven um like with with the situation with Lombard, it was almost they they were very critical of him. Yeah. Um. With that particular uh, incident where he he hit, well, he hit him with a, a lethal shot yeah, after the buzzer. It, in fact, he hit him twice. He caught after a kick the and then he landed the two strikes after. But the something buzzer. in my mind says as well that you work combinations and and if you and if you're a fighter and it's ingrained in your brain yeah. that you're kick punch punch. Then maybe that's what he was just doing. Well, like I looked and because I, I, I was sure I heard a quote before, and it was John McCarthy, and he he uh, specified 
that the bell is there to tell the referee when to end the round. The right. bell yeah, doesn't yeah. end the round. I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. So until he kind of steps in and says stop, right, yeah. the round is still going. Uh-huh. So by that definition, it was fair because <clears throat> he shouldn't really, like, he shouldn't have been able to the, land the two strikes. When the no, kick's been right. caught, the ref should be bang. In. Yeah, and also uh, uh, something that would back that up. Say, for instance, I mean, it's only happened once where it was in Australia where they have a huge stadium. Yeah. But let's say they're in a stadium yeah. and you've got 80,000 fans yeah, screaming, yeah. shouting for Conor McGregor. Yeah. Are you are you in the ring and you're hearing the buzzer? I'm not sure. No. Like, I'm really not sure. Like, you might, but then if you're in full adrenaline mode yeah, and, definitely. The, 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 you know, so it is 100%. I it agree happened, with you. It is it? up to the referee to stop. A couple of cards back from with uh, Walt Harris against Alexei Olenek. Was it Walt yeah. Harris or was it Curtis Blades? It was. It was. Well, yeah, it was a heavyweight remember, fight. Was, yeah, yeah, where he landed the strike uh, after the referee said stop, and he was like, "I couldn't hear." But yeah. then you kind of have to. It's make... a similar situation. Then you look at it that way. So as we've just said, but then remember when the thing happened with Holly Holm and yeah. Amanda Nunes? Yeah. Almost like in our mind, we we were all made the decision that she knew what she was oh, doing. Oh no, um, uh, Durandamy. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, do you mean Durandi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we several times. <laughs> yeah, that was different. Yeah. You know, I think a fighter can be excused for the heat of the moment, yeah. etc. But when you're doing it countless times. Yeah, you can tell a lot just by the demeanour in which it's being done. It's a stupid rule as well that if if the match is stopped for a certain amount of time, yeah. then that's it. The yeah. game's done. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, before uh, we even get onto that card, I wondered who, what you thought we should do with Jeremy Stevens next because... He didn't really help his case in his interview after where he said, give me that title shot. There's only three guys ahead of me. And he was like, well, you've kind of gone, you've made your own point against you. There's three guys ahead of you. So I need those first, yeah. But one of those is Jose Aldo, who's somehow still the number one contender in the rankings. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why he's even in the top five at this point. I mean, rankings-wise, that actually makes the most sense. Yeah. Aldo, Stevens, but Aldo, I'm not really sure sure I want to see him fighting. Yeah, nor am I, I'm not... I don't want to see him win and get another title he shot. Said he wants because... to go boxing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, but he said that for a while, hasn't yeah. he? You know, it's a strange one with him because, um, yeah, like you say, we all want to see the best of Jose Aldo. Yeah. But I'm afraid, I feel that that's already passed. You know? And if he was going to get up for a fight, it was going to be Holloway, and he didn't have much left there. Like he was gassed after a round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's something I'd say in 2018 that we're seeing more and more boxing, MMA, football. All sports is that cardio is clearly king, and if if your cardio is not up to a hundred percent, and it's not up to these young lads, you know the mid twenty year olds, then yeah. you will lose. And we don't really need to see Frankie against Stevens again. We have that at UFC two hundred. Mm. No, two hundred two. Uh, that was the uh, McGregor card, wasn't it? Because Stevens rocked him in the last round, but couldn't finish the job. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm just looking through the through the rankings there now. Yeah, and it's, it's it's hard to pick a fight out for Stevens. Yeah, like it, it's hard to pick a fight out for him that's that's not below him basically yeah. in the rankings. I mean, you you could possibly make a case for say Yaya Rodriguez possibly. He needs, he needs to sit out and Stevens and just wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think because so because. We've seen what happens. And see what happens with Frankie the Frankie has just proved and what happens if you take a fight where you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, I mean, if we get onto that card then, um, so we've kind of touched on uh, Lombard-Dolloway. So then next we had, um, I think, the second biggest underdog on the card, um, Alex Hernandez, who stepped in against Benil Dariush, mm-hmm. who 
was that was just one of those moments where you just didn't really know how to react. It was like he came out and they said he faked um, a touch of the gloves, whereas looking after and someone pointed out that's kind of his stance. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure it was as dirty as it looks. He came straight out with the front kick. And they kind of made out it was really dirty, but I'm not sure it was kind of how it looked. And then he slept. It's not him. the point. If, you bow, if the buzzer's gone, it's, it's fight yeah. time. Yeah, I'm not. I don't buy into this whole less touch gloves. I hated. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Cerrone Medeiros, but Cerrone uh, knocked Medeiros down. He got up and then they hugged. Yeah, I hate that shit. I seen it in. A, um, I seen it in another fight. I hate it when they, they hug keep, before the last round as yeah, well. Yeah, like they kept celebrating. I think it was it was a great fight. Yeah, it was the Alex Oliveira and Yancy Medeiros fight. Yeah, it was a great fight. Yeah, one of the it. best of last year. But that kept happening in the fight. Do you know that didn't actually get nominated for fight of the year. Yeah, that's bolt. That's yeah. bollocks, like you know. But um, so I mean, from there, then we had um, Mackenzie Dern against Ashley Yoda to close out the uh, prelims. Dern was kind of a fan favorite already, partly because of how she looks, partly because of her like legendary status in jiu-jitsu. And yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of people have been tightening, you know, her to to make some waves. Yeah, they kept saying she's the new Rousey and all this, and I actually tweeted after the first round saying after seeing her striking, this could actually be a fair comparison. Yeah, <laughs> she she looked like she'll be fun to watch. But she needs yeah, someone I mean, like. Rousey was already not a finished article, but she was already what she was going to be before she came to the UFC. She wasn't a raw talent. She like, came in at a good time as yeah. well, a very, very good time to enter women's MMA. Yeah, and her techniques were were impeccable. Yeah, and they literally couldn't deal with that. And I think I think women's MMA has advanced a huge amount since uh, Ronda Rousey yeah. was was kingpin. She, she kind of showed, didn't she? She showed what's there. She showed she's got the heart. She can take a she can take a shot. Mm. She showed when she gets the takedown that she's going to be very hard to be able to uh, get free of. Yeah, yeah. And so I was kind of looking. Did you think she won the fight? I thought she did. I thought she won the first and third round. Yeah, I think it was a. I thought the takedown sealed one. it in the third. Yeah, I th- yeah. I think by f- by her control, she won the fight. And her aggression in the first round, like she was getting caught, but she was constantly moving forward and she was landing. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said earlier, her striking didn't look great, but it, no. but at least she was she had input. Yeah, I mean, well, output to what yeah. she was doing. Yeah. I usually go for a kind of quality over um, quantity, but when there's far more quantity than there is quality, then it kind of makes your mind up for you. Yeah, yeah. So. True. It, Yoda couldn't miss with her left hand, so if she kept that up, then it may be in a different story. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think sometimes a lot of fighters can end up shooting themselves in, in, yeah. their, in the foot with their own game plans that's already installed in their head before yeah. they go into the fight, and they think, well, this is how I'm going to do it. My coaching's told me this is how we're going to do it, but yeah. sometimes you need to adapt. Well, in, in terms of what's next for Dern, I think they shouldn't rush her, and I don't think they will. They can't no. in that division in strawweight because it kind of goes from garbage and then you've got probably the middle tier which is kind of uh, like Michelle Waterson level and then you have Rose, Andrade Gidjacek who you want no part of. Yeah yeah, you're right there. So I was kind of looking through the rankings and the old losing three in a row does not matter in the female division I found out. No, no of course not. <laughs> well Kaylin Curran is one and six but she does come to fight. She's got several fight of the nights. Um, she's been subbed before, so she's clearly there for the taking. 
and she's had exciting fights with Paige Van Zandt, Alex Chambers, Jamie Moore, Felice Herrick. So she seems to be, I'd say, a budget version of, you know, like um, Wilson Hayes in the flyweight, where it's just, mm-hmm. you go out there, you put on a good fight, you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, yeah. So we've got her there, and she probably would be a pretty perfect match if she does stay at flyweight, because I was reading beforehand, she still had a pound to cut with an hour to go. She's had struggles making flyweight before. And they were talking about cutting her hair and filing her teeth to make weight. Wow. Which was made me like squirm Jesus. just thinking about it. That's mad. Yeah. But the I hair. guess you can't be I never really thought about that. I only th- realised so, like, about the so hair. So you reckon Rhodes lost a couple pains in the hair? I imagine. Or ounces the, maybe. The I don't was, know if um, it equate to pains. Uh, it's a bit of a shameless plug here. So I put up an article today with um, Sajara Eubanks, who was on the last Tough series. Uh, she missed weight for um, the finale. Her kidneys failed. Right. But during uh, the cuts on the show, she had to cut her hair several times to get the final bit of weight off. Huh. And so it does seem to be a thing that you can yeah. do. But I guess they don't want to cut your hair and you miss weight. So. No. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. And she kind of had a certain look, so she was able to shave her hair and it kind of looked like it was just part of a hairstyle. Mm-hmm. She didn't just get like a buzz cut. Right, yeah. Um, On to the main card there then. So, I mean, we had Kat Zingano, Ketlin Vieira, which... Ketlin Vieira won. She looked very good. Uh, Zingano showed the heart that she always shows, but she looked like someone who'd been out for two years. Um, I'm not really sure how they're going to push forward in that division. So maybe uh, there's a couple of fights coming up that we're going to have to see kind of how they play out, I think. Yeah, it's a strange division, isn't it? Yeah. And then we had um, Arlovsky-Struve, which was... we a shocker, wasn't it? Yeah, we said that it was going to be fun because neither of them can take a shot. And then it turned out both of them took the other shots and it was just terrible. Stefan Struve, uh, I mean, Andre Arlovsky learning yeah. a couple of new skills and... I was them actually, into practice. I'll be honest, I was flicking between this and the boxing at this yeah. point because this was not doing it. Right. Um, but talking about uh, where the winner and the loser goes, I think you can make some fun fights in this heavyweight division. People slate it, but there's fun fights it's, to be Yeah, made. that's the thing about the heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, off air, we, earlier we were talking about a discussion I had with someone about the strength of women's MMA. And yeah. I think, like I said to them, like you don't go into a... Uh, a woman's straw straw weight fight, expecting some big blows and knockouts. No. You go into it expecting to see a good technical masterclass. Yeah. Same way when you do when you watch men's flyweight yeah, or yeah. whatever. But when we watch the men's heavyweight, we know what we we yeah. want to see, and it's not <laughs> it's definitely not three rounds of the of the bigger guy trying to just cuddle up to the, no. the smaller one on the cage and every now and again throwing some fists because that can be boring for the heavyweights and if you're going to do that you need to be elite at it like Vadoom yeah. for example and I also think one thing that uh, that you notice a lot more is probably because heavyweight boxers are, are ten times fitter than a yeah. heavyweight MMA fighter but if if the fight goes past two rounds it's very unlikely yeah. you're going to get a knockout <laughs> yeah. because the power goes and mm. suddenly everything's very laboured whereas in heavyweight boxing if it gets to I the can is, can you remember um, the Doom Overeem where it was just whoever clipped the other one was just going to go and then uh, Overeem hung on right at the end? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Doom has put on some good fights. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about this then? Um, so I was looking down and um, Olovsky's now won two in a row. Yeah. What about Olovsky against Hunt in Hunt's? We're assuming Hunt's going to fight again. 
Yeah. It's a winnable fight for both of them. Hunt isn't going in with some young guy who's just going to take him down. No. I think, yeah, because we've seen a boring Mark Hunt yeah. lately. And we've Even said it's UFC 200, I'd yeah, say. We've said it for then. almost every Hunt fight, but he is probably just going to, they're both just going to throw bombs here. Yeah. Well, we'd hope so, because we have seen a, literally just reminiscent of what I've just said, yeah. a sluggish, yeah. kind of cuddly Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to see that. No, and I mean, just uh, a bit of a mention here, but um, I'm sure you, you've seen him on Twitter before. Um <laughs> Uh, Brad Dobbin, he uh, writes for us yeah. on the website. He actually interviewed um, Tyson Pedro last night okay. and was speaking about Hunt in there and he was saying how he thinks people are going to look at the way Hunt's reacted to uh, the Lesnar thing uh, in years to come and say that he was absolutely spot on. He said he, st- right. he said Hunt still gets all kinds of sticks saying, well, you shouldn't have taken the fight. And he was like, well, in Hunt's position... You don't go into a fight assuming well this guy's gonna be juiced up. No. You go into a fight thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. But we're gonna have that interview on the pod next week, so right. I, I won't say too much there. But as for Struve, uh, do you think he's although he's young now, he's at the point where you start kind of cashing him out for your young guys to get a name on their record? Yeah, possibly. I mean, if you if you're Struve though, um, maybe maybe you look towards uh, new pastures, Bellator yeah. or. And join and join the other heavyweights, particularly with that uh, Bellator heavyweight lineup. Yeah, but I was kind of looking, assuming he's still fighting in the UFC. So, two of us is a fun young one coming through. Um, yeah. You could put him in there with him. Another one I was just kind of looking through, and um, Daniel Spitz, American heavyweight, is signed to the roster. He's six foot seven, Struve seven feet. Will you Ooh. just put two giants in there and have a freak show fight? Yeah, why not? Get it's them been on a while. Get them on stilts. And have yeah. them just fight on stilts over the cage <sighs> like gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next up on the card, then we had um, O'Malley against Sukumta. Uh, the other was right, say, yeah, I think you picked O'Malley as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of this fight because I know um, you're kind of on and off as well. But if you haven't seen it yet, it's the most frustrating thing I've ever seen in UFC. So. O'Malley nearly knocks out Sukumtai in the first round. He comes out like his spinning kicks, his of overhands, everything. Sukumtai survives the first round. He, he can't find his stool before the second round. <laughs> they send him out, he's fine. Um, he arguably wins the second round. So he's going to the third. And um, O'Malley tries to throw a, a head kick and Sukumtai checks it with his elbow. Yeah, he broke, he broke the inside he, of his foot, yeah. didn't he? And mm. I've seen the interview so he the couldn't. End. So he couldn't stand up. Sukumta starts taking him down. Oh, wow. He can't stand up. He physically can't put any weight on his leg. And he doesn't back up. His corner's screaming, saying, back up, back up. Because the new one of the new rules is you have to be able to establish a fighting stance. Right, yeah, okay. And so because he can't yeah, no, put any weight, sense. Yeah. then the ref would have stopped it and he would have won. Yeah, because you can't fight, no. basically. Yeah. And he just kept taking him down. It was the most Good frustrating night. thing. It goes back to what we just said earlier about sometimes fighters go out with a game plan and yeah, that's that. it was just like, either he didn't want to get caught again, he was caught in the moment thinking he's down. He celebrated the end, so I don't know if you thought he was just holding him down and going right. to win the third and round. Get, yeah. But O'Malley is crafty off his back. He he looked good. Um, yeah, well, I've I've seen that in his last fight, though. To be fair, I yeah. mean, he 
he's, Terry he's on a Wire, young, wiry, wiry like lad, and they yeah. are usually pretty good off their he, back. He's going to be fun to watch, no matter who he's, he's not going to be with. too great on top of you, but on his on his back, he's guess where he's going to be in his he, element. He looked like. look very good. Um, so <laughs> from there, kind of as to where they go, I'd, I'd imagine uh, Sukumtai will. Thinking that is now he's one and three in the UFC, so you get yeah. dangerously close. The good thing is he's got some eyes on him there, even if it's for the wrong reasons. <coughs> if you hear anything, me and Troy are both here. We're, we're soldiering yeah. on. We're down. Um, so in terms of their next matchups, I was thinking for O'Malley, um, Tom Dukemois has uh, Terry on where next. So assuming he comes through, then I thought that would be a great fight of two strikers. There, because yeah. Duke Moir has come off the loss to Cody Slaman, but now he's beat uh, Brian Caraway. That doesn't look so bad. And you've got a more traditional kind of European style of kickboxing against this flashy stuff. And I think that, that could gel really nicely. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good fight. I think... You don't want to rush him either, do you? No, and I think it, a lot of it comes down to whether he wants to stay at bantamweight or not. Or whether he he's looked looking like to go up. He made the cut okay by the sounds of it. Um, I think it suits him because he's a big guy and he's wiry, as you said, so it suits his style there. Definitely works out well. If he doesn't have the range, then his style's going to be very, like, it could just look awkward and kind of like when someone actually knows how to move on UFC and you, someone like Wonderboy, and all you're doing is these cartwheel kicks and they can just step back, step back. Yeah, yeah. As for Sukumta, I was having a look as to who he can go up against next. And you watched the uh, Contender series, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember Benito Lopez? He's the guy who had um, kind of half his hair was blonde on the one side and he had it black on the other. Yeah, yeah. And he just comes to fight. And that's going to be, I think, what's going to work for Sukumta because he's clearly got power and he's a more traditional striker there. So that could... Yeah, I don't, think they need, I don't think they need to wash their hands with him. No, definitely. no, no. He's still really young. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I think... Uh, I read an article recently um, that that was speaking about the younger talent in yeah. in the UFC and that maybe they're being fed to the wolves a little bit yeah. too quickly. Um, if you look at say, for instance, someone like Sage Northcutt, yeah. who is still only a child in MMA yeah. terms, but is 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 being expected to almost like you know be a bit of a draw and a, and a and a pull in on cards. My thing with that is the whole, I guess, idea of the UFC is once you're there, you yeah, earn your you, way actually. to the big yeah. league, so you're, you're not you're supposed to be protected uh-huh. yet. And it's one of the things, like, now if there's a good boxing main event on, I'll watch the UFC card and then record the boxing because the whole card for the UFC... Is going to be good. Is yeah, be better yeah. because even if it's a poor card, they're going to be well-matched. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you get that there. And then, so from here then, we had um, Ortega against Edgar which we don't really need to do too much on this because the fight is set. Um, we're having Ortega against Holloway next. Um, apparently, he's going to be at UFC 226. Which, yeah, that's right. They were looking at quick, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I, I'm sure you might not be too pleased when I say this. I thought Rory would be the same. I actually think this is a better fight than Khabib Tony, purely for the fact that I find this one harder to envisage how it goes down. Yeah, I, it's strange because we've known about Ortega for a good while, but I, for some reason, in my mind, I just never pictured the two of them them 
fighting really. I never, yeah, I never put them two together and thought, yeah, this can be a great. I fight. think it's the but, best matchup you can have as well. I like yeah. this far more than Frankie against Max. I think it's great time as well because uh, Brian Ortega is still young in the game, and I think I don't think he'll always be a featherweight. He's a big guy. He yeah, he's not particularly. I don't know how to say this because he's not slow, but he's not going to glide in and out of range like Holloway can. And Holloway, he's long and he uses it well. And so I guess it's going to be a case of he's going to be outstruck and then you're going to be kind of waiting for Ortega to land a takedown or to pull him into his guard or however it is. Well, that's what's going to be the interesting thing is because um, we've seen Max go up against some some lethal strikers, yeah, um, well, but not necessarily the greatest of grappling. Well, people say that he um, is kind of like awful off his back, and you look and some of the um, finishes that he's got, and some of the submissions he's got, he's no slouch off his back. Like he's kind of, I think people just look at the McGregor fight when they were both like very Children, young in the game, yeah. and he was out wrestled by McGregor, and people are well, he can't, he can't do anything. Mm. But now you look and you don't get this far because I think he hasn't even got the most uh, f- uh, featherweight defenses other than Jose Aldo now. So it's... yeah, he has. He um, he basically took a lot of records, didn't he? Featherweight yeah. records. He's he's got the most wins, I think, uh, uh, the most longest winning streak and all this. Yeah, he he's he's nuts. Yeah, uh, he knows what he does and he does it well, and so. I think that's a really interesting fight there. It's a it's a fight that Ortega will have to win early if he if he wins. The thing like is though, me, he's dangerous the whole way through though because he is. But I think Holloway's more dangerous because of when he works you out, he, you're you've been worked out, yeah. and yeah, Holloway yeah, will then register yeah. that jab all night and and sort of pick you yeah. apart. And I don't think he'll allow the takedown to happen necessarily. Yeah. But yeah, um, we won't we won't break it down. But just early prediction if you had to. Put your house on either side. Who would you go for? Um, I think if if the fight, it's a, it's a, well, yeah, like you said earlier, it's, it's a real <laughs> good fight beauty, to think yeah. about, it, isn't it? And I think if I was to honestly go for it at the minute, I think even though I did say it's great timing for Ortega, but I I just think that Holloway is at the moment. The best featherweight yeah, in the I, world. I feel like my gut says Ortega, but then the more I look at the fight, then the more I edge it to uh, Max. So mm. hopefully we don't have to wait too long for it. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a good good fight to to watch anyway. Yeah, and then uh, what what do you think Frankie does from here? I really don't know because for me, this is kind of the only one for me that makes sense in terms of him for Aldo coming back. Can Frankie finally get his redemption? at Aldo doesn't really do much to spice up to put like a fire under Aldo I guess yeah um, or otherwise it makes sense Josh Emmett because it's he's he's already beaten Jeremy Stevens. doesn't make any yeah. sense there Josh Emmett that makes sense so I think Frank Yeager's still a, still a, still a he, kind of a draw so I think he could go down because how small he looks I know he's 5'6 he he could go down but I don't think he will in no, this stage in his life he's quite when um, he started at 155 yeah, he's broad and, isn't he like yeah he's a stocky lad like yeah I know what you mean and I think uh, at the age that he is yeah 36 yeah that's yeah I don't think he's looking to make that cut no, no. More. and then finally before we uh, move on um, Cyborg beat Yana Kunitskaya 
I think it said a lot about the fight that Rogan screamed because uh, Cyborg ended up on her back at one point, and that was about it. Uh, (laughs) And then as soon as she landed one punch, it was pretty much done. I think the Invicta champion has been sort of talking a lot lately, saying, you know, let her fight a real featherweight, etc. The thing for this is... do you actually care when Cyborg fights? It doesn't do anything no. for me. I mean, it's weird because originally I did before yeah. I seen her in the UFC. Yeah. She hasn't been as exciting as she should have been, uh, in my opinion. I think that um, we expected to see someone that was going to be taking heads off. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I mentioned when I spoke to um, Sajara Eubanks was if you compare the new uh, flyweight division. It may not have a dominant force like it does with Cyborg, but you'll imagine it's going to be Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. But at least you have contenders there. It's not just a champion. What a night. Yeah. Because I don't know why, but the 145 division's really not there yet. No, I mean, you, you have, you have think fun I... people to watch. Like, uh, there's enough people there who I'm interested in seeing, mm. but it seems like, I mean,. The next title shot, it looks like he's going to be Nunes against Cyborg now, which doesn't do much for me because it's just another undersized person against Cyborg. Yeah, but I mean, can can Nunes do something against Cyborg? I don't. Though? I don't think so. No. No. I find it hard to see. But she was. I'd like to see them standing next to each other. I think yeah, that'd make me probably yeah. think a bit differently at it. <laughs> she was going to fight um, Raquel Pennington next, which no disrespect to Raquel Pennington, but I think that shows about the division there. Yeah. That maybe things aren't going as well. But, I mean, there's a couple of people there who are limited, but if you can get them going, like I enjoy watching Betchko Hare fight, I enjoy watching Holly Holm fight. Yeah. There's enough people there for it to make the division interesting, but, yeah, they do need some more talent in there. Mm. So, if we move on then, and before we get to Arsenal, I just wondered, you watched Wilder against Ortiz yeah. the weekend, didn't you? Now, before the fight, it was billed as Wilder's toughest opponent to date, and it seems that now he's won. It's everyone's very quick to just write Ortiz off as old man, not still not as good a win as AJ. It depends who, got. You, who you're listening to, though, doesn't it? Really, I think if you're hearing from Americans' point of views, then a lot of them are comparing it to AJ Klitschko. That's, it's the perfect comparison. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. It's pretty much the same fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a way, actually, yeah, if you compare the, even the ages of yeah. the fighters, the only thing difference was the height. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing for me is, if you put it down, I would pick Klitschko to beat Ortiz. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Ortiz, I, I enjoyed watching the fight because I enjoyed watching the way... Ortiz boxes. Uh, he has a classical style to him, and I, I yeah, do enjoy that. Big but, Cuban heavyweight. But yeah, but by the end, like he wasn't dancing though. He's more. got an Olympic style where. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he's I think a. Yeah, he what does he have? Like three hundred and seventy-nine Olympic fights, and he won three hundred and fifty-nine. Wow. Um, he they they think he he's he's closer to fifty than he is forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes he's one sense. of those uh, Cubans, Cubans where they just... defected over mm-hmm. to escape and. Nobody, yeah. If you if you defected back then, the, you don't really, you never you didn't come no. up with a birth certificate. Or no, nothing. the thing for me is I've seen people saying they feel sorry for him. I, I don't know he's failed three drugs tests, so I find it hard to feel too sorry for him. Mm. But all this does now is set up Wilder AJ. It's done what it did. I think it's actually 
it's I think, it's made, I think it's made both of them fancy it more because on Wilder's yeah. point, he's going to say, you know what, I've taken a shot, I've ridden it out, yeah. I can do it. And AJ's going to say, he can be hurt, I can catch him. He, he He's a, even worse a boxer than I thought. I think it only causes um, AJ any serious problems in a fight if if he gets drawn into a brawl with him. And yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I no. think this fight will be on AJ's terms. It's going to be in the UK. It's going to be in Wembley or somewhere like that. It's going to be because... Well, I, I think it will anyway. I I don't know. It's, it's a strange be one in because Vegas. in Vegas it will make more money. Yeah, well... But who knows? Like, and if it does go to Vegas, then that's there's the perfect excuse for everyone of why AJ yeah. lost if he did. TK, you know? TK actually texted me after the fight and he said, um, "It's ridiculous and will come unstuck at some point." But Wilder's willingness to basically accept or lose rounds because he knows he'll take you out is very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's a ni- it's a nice thing to see in boxing. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, I don't like seeing from him is when he when he hurts a fighter and then he decides to start winning him. <laughs> He's, I just don't see how he still gets away with it. That one where um, Ortiz, he looked like he'd hurt. And he just charged. He charged him like a bull. <laughs> he was like, no, wait, false alarm. He's not quite ready to go it's, yet. He's so funny to watch. If he does that against against Joshua, or if he, he fought someone like Tyson Fury. I hope he AJ. I just want to see the meltdown. Yeah, and me. I want to see the fanboys <laughs> yeah. Yeah, destroyed. Because I saw people I work with so many people that just talk about AJ all well, day. I saw like someone say that... Um, like he's the best boxer to ever live. I saw someone say Dylan White would beat Luis Ortiz and he'd beat Wilder. And it's like, come well, on, someone man. was trying to make that match. Yeah. That oh, before uh, before Wilder fights Joshua, he should fight Dylan White. What? Why? No, Why? It makes no. What? Uh, a guy who's small for a heavyweight is going to stand in front of him with no real head movement, and he's then he should get fight Bob Sapp. Clobbered. Yeah. All right. Crazy. So we've been waiting. To get onto this, we've started at a high note. We've gradually got more and more. <laughs> Luke's wearing side. his jersey. Yeah, he still has faith. This is the shirt we was losing as well. <laughs> so, first question I'll ask. I've kind of got. We've done a bit over the weeks, so I've kind of tried to get some fresh questions and to get your take because we usually do it kind of later in the episode. Mm. Obviously, Arsenal lost 2-1 to Brighton yesterday. I'm kind of past the point of being that angry now. Like, I'd usually yeah. be screaming at the TV. Well, I've already said to you, um, I hope I hope we lose every game yeah. now until he gets the sack or this decides was my, to leave. My first one for you, like, do you even get, like, excited to watch Arsenal anymore? Like, uh, I get... Uh, I get slightly excited because I think today could be the day. Yeah. But then, and then... And then I suddenly re- get brought back to earth and, re- and remind myself that he's not going anywhere. I've never Troy. felt like that before, but there was a point where we were behind and I was thinking this may actually be the best thing if we do just stay behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next thing I, I thought it. is, yeah, because we'll get on to Wenger, don't you worry about that, is we've got a squad here and I thought we don't really need a breakdown of each of them, but if I just give you each player's name and you just tell me whether you'd keep them or sell them. Yeah. Uh, so Ospina. Sell. Check. Sell. Mertesacker, why he's retiring at the end yeah. of the season. Koscielny. At the, the minute I'd tell him, but... Yeah, he looks like he, he, he looks like a done. spent man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rob Holding. I'd keep him, because yeah. he's done nothing wrong. Monreal. Yeah, I'd keep him. Yeah. Of course we would. Mustafi. <laughs> he, can keep, he can slide all the way to the English Channel and keep going from there. Chambers. He's He's stealing a living for a long time from (laughs) Arsenal Football Club. Hector Bellerin. I'd keep him. He's had a bad season, but I still have faith. I mean, he's still the player 
that was in the Premier League yeah. team of the year a couple of years ago. Uh, Kalasenak. Uh, yeah, I'd keep him. Yeah. I don't think he's had too much of a, of a great run to no. add it yet. Uh, Mikitarian. I wouldn't have. I uh, when I when I first found out we were getting Mikitarian, I was. I thought, oh, that's not, not too. It basically went from getting kicked in the bollocks to getting flipping <laughs> to getting a smack in the mouth. So it weren't too bad. But since getting him, I just think you're a poor man's Urzel. He moans a lot, and, doesn't he? he yeah. Went, like I went to his debut, and the fact he was rolling around on the floor was. Yeah, and people keep saying, "Oh, wait till he settles," because his partnership with Abami. He is yeah, good. He's just not really what not, we need. You're not playing fucking Freiburg this weekend. <laughs> but yeah. Ramsey. Oh, I'd love to keep him, but yeah, I, I think he might be on his way as well. Yeah, uh, Wilshire. I would keep him, wouldn't he? But yeah, he didn't play too well on the weekend, though. No, like, he, I know we like to make him is a lot of people l- make to make excuses for Jack. Yeah, because he, he is the lad and all, but he, he was out of his fucking. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing on the weekend. The only thing I, with him is he doesn't look like he sulks. He looks like he is still like. Although it's a, it's a, it's not a good quality to have, he looks like he's more likely to get angry than sulk. He's angry, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. He's he's more likely to get sent off yeah. than he is, yeah, to just like do an Urzel and just yeah. and cry. But he's yeah. next, Urzel. Urzel can go now. <laughs> he's tight. Basically, yeah, Urzel's our best player, and he has no bollocks at all. His form it's, his form's dropped a lot since he signed that new deal, hasn't it? It's not even just that. It's not even about the new deal. I don't care what we're paying the man. I don't care how long he he, he planned on staying for. My my thing is, yeah, the other day when we playing uh, when we played Brighton, um the ball went out for a throw in and I looked at him in the eyes through the camera. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he he looked so disheartened yeah, yeah. and so much like why am I even here? <laughs> Why am I not in a sunny country playing football? Why am I p- trying to pass the ball through to players that aren't clearly on my level at the moment, etc.? But yeah, no, it's, it's really it's a nightmare situation yeah. at the minute with our team. Um, Cazorla, I, I feel is too unfair to. Uh, oh, keep Cazorla. If if he his, was his fit, contract play him expires all the time. at the end of the season, is yeah, I know, and I don't know if he's going to play football again. No, I, I actually said last week I didn't think Real he was sad. going to. Uh, Granite Xhaka. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Gary Neville quoted it the other day, yeah, and it was, it was the biggest. As possible. It was the biggest burn a footballer can ever receive. I'm not sure what he does. Yeah. Um, Maitland Niles. Yeah, but I don't think he's quite ready yet, though. I, I think no, I think we have a this tradition of that we got great young players, yeah. but I think at the moment you sometimes have to accept that maybe one generation ain't that great. I don't. I and, don't know if you've seen the the press today. Um, so Maitland Niles. There's a story come out today saying that my son earns thirty grand a week, but I'm homeless from his mum. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. She sold it to the son, but then um, if you actually do a bit more digging, his mum's caused trouble everywhere he's gone. She, she, one of those ones. She left a a disgusting, thus the quote uh, voicemail for Mick McCarthy when he was at Ipswich saying my sixteen year old son should be starting. I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. I remember that. And he does. provide for his brother so I think there must be something going on there but right, obviously yeah. it's a good headline to uh-huh. have yeah of course make him look like a prick um, El Nenny um, I'd keep him for, for his determination in his heart but he's not good enough to be an Arsenal footballer no do you, do you know the thing with him is um, and I compare it to Coquelin where Coquelin was better I felt like I, I couldn't think. ever be too angry at Coquelin because 
there was no more he could do. Like he he was doing what he does. Yeah. Like it wasn't like there was no effort. It wasn't though he was just playing poorly. He was just doing what he does, and you can't really ask for too much more than that. No. He he kind of he he plays like I think he does have passion to be playing for Arsenal. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Um, Lacazette. Um. Yeah. Keep him. I think, we're not going to have much of a team left at all. I think Lacazette <laughs> and Aubameyang and the right manager yeah, flourish. Yeah, Aubameyang next, so we're keeping yeah. him. Um, it will be. Fucking go. <laughs> go, I will be, yeah. Go and have a trial at some other football club and see if you get signed. You, he honest, I, I used to love Alex Iwobi. Yeah, In fact, I do like him as a real good... Year. As a person in that, I love him. I love... I love everything that he represents for Arsenal Football Club. Like, he's the type of person I want playing for my yeah. team. Like, you know, born and bred from London. He's a boy. Like, and he's, he's you know, doing his, his thing for Arsenal. However, he's not great. Do you see um, almost just a violation, really? Chip is now uh, going out with his ex. And is he's it? bringing her to games oh, at the Emirates wow. with him. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know you're going to bring up, get onto Welbeck as well. And he, he's next. I'm afraid that Welbeck tries hard, but I don't, I don't think yeah Welbeck at this age is a Premier League footballer. I think there's something happened along yeah. the development lines that hindered him. And when he runs with the ball, he has the best intention. I think he's got a footballing brain in him, but he just can't do it no more. Do you think it kind of showed how desperate we were that we were kind of quite pleased when he signed when he, for us? But then yeah. he scored that hat trick in like his first Champions League game. We were like, wow. And he we, scored we against could... United. Yeah. He came off the bench. He scored, scored a winner. United, to be fair. He scored a header. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look out on loan and there's not much. Carl Jenkins in there. <laughs> I still don't know why we've got a striker out on loan though. Lucas Perez. Yeah. It still don't make sense. And Takuma Joel Campbell. Joel Campbell's someone that could have came back yeah. on our wing at the minute. At the minute, our wingers are so put bad. put Joe Campbell and Lucas over Iwobi and Welbeck. I'd also bring As- that Asanu back and yeah. just see what he did on the yeah. wing. Because at the minute, our only options are, mic- are are people that aren't wingers. Yeah. Iwobi's an inside forward. He's not a good guy. <laughs> I don't know what he is. He's not a good inside forward. <laughs> and I, I think... Um, I, I think I might have said it to you way back at the beginning of the season when Football Manager came out or when Football FIFA came out that... To to have a team where Arsenal win the league, that the team that we have need to go, bar a couple of players, and it's yeah. really it's really sad that it's got to that stage, and I think that's part of what Wenger's done, and and I I said it to somebody yesterday that it may have gone too far, and we may have got to a stage where yeah, yeah where we we should have sacked him yeah. before. Um, because the damage has been done. Yeah, someone asked. Um, I mean, Lukaku mentioned an all-star game uh, for um, the Premier League, and would you put any Arsenal players currently in the best twenty-two players in the league? It's hard. It would be hard because even like uh, with Ozil, you, you got De Bruyne there. So. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. There's better playmakers yeah. in the Premier League than Mesut Ozil. And it's hard to say, like, Sanchez would have, you know? I mean, we, we, yeah. we could have said that. And I had this discussion with my brother the other day. He said, yeah, but did Sanchez really do a huge amount for us? And I said, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yes, he did. He won us games. Yeah. His point was that he wasn't a team guy. No, and he wasn't. Which but... is fair enough, but he but could you win you at... a game. Yeah, and you look now and it's maybe, thank God he was doing exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Like, he could he could decide, I'm going to pick the ball up from the halfway line, I'm going to try and fucking score. Yeah. Whereas we haven't got no player that can do that anymore. No. 
Aubameyang seems to be making the right runs, but he's yeah. going to stop making those runs like yeah. Lacazette did. Yeah, Wenger will get it out of him. Yeah. Um, can we beat Milan over two legs? Yeah, we can beat Milan, but... With Welbeck up top? No. Why? Because we can't play Lacazette. We, Lacazette can play, but he's injured, and we can't play Aubameyang. Oh, yeah, Lacazette's still injured. Yeah, <laughs> so it's Welbeck up top. Or Fuck. get Eddie in. Yeah, why not? I reckon, I don't think they will start Welbeck up top. Yeah, but it's at the San Siro first leg, so I can't mm, see them starting a young lad. Strange one, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's... They haven't conceded a goal this year, someone said. What, at the San Siro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not a bad team at the minute either. They got a manager that they got a manager that that's living to, looking to die for his club. Like you see him, he comes off the pitch and he's like smacking like his own players when they're not playing well and stuff like that. I just it's it's real bad for Arsenal at the moment because two years ago if he'd have left, then maybe someone coming in might have wanted the job. Like people talk about get Ancelotti, he's available. Ancelotti ain't going to want a fucking job. I kind of think he would because he's going to get paid an absolute fortune to be with us. But we'll, we'll, we'll get. Is he going to get a transfer budget to go with no, it? No, probably not. Um, in the last, uh, there we go. In the last eight games, Arsenal have conceded fifteen goals and Milan have conceded one. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, would you sack Wenger now or wait till the end of the season? No. Yeah, so that, I, I agree so that we with you. could win the Europa because <laughs> I think. I, I've said it to you as well. If we win the Europa League, then Wenger will stay because he's that fucking stupid we, that he'll just stay. We can't even do a uh, Chelsea. You know they had that year out of Europe because because we no. came second in the Carabao. We, yeah, yeah, we we're going to go already. in Europa again anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that I think yeah, it's only a matter of time before the board realizes that financially this isn't working. Well, because you can't keep finishing sixth and be Arsenal Football Club and demand £60 a game, etc. Well, what would this? happen if we got dropped to the Championship? Yeah. The club would go bankrupt. The the thing with this is, um, and someone worked it out, um, we're not actually losing that much money because of how bad we are. We're getting picked for TV every game up until the end of the season. So we're oh, actually making the money back that we know. lost for being in the Champions League. Yeah, because we've got so much rev- TV revenue yeah. at the moment. Yeah, we're, we're actually scheduled to be on. I think we're, it's only one game for the end of the season isn't on TV. Really? Unless well, they switch it around. Arsenal do seem to get a fair share of uh, yeah, TV even rights now, we're anyway. we're car crash TV, so it's like... It's, we always have done. I think we must have some good deal on with them. Because yeah. we do have a lot of, a lot of fans... Regardless of how well we're doing at the moment, we have yeah. a, probably one of the biggest international fan bases in the Premier League. Yeah, Man United, Liverpool, us. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, th- the next thing is: Do you think Wenger will stay? Yeah, if he wants to. Do you see well, his, no, it's not, see his quote yesterday? What did he say? He said, "I'm in charge of my own destiny." He, of course, he is. He's a dictator. <laughs> He's an employee. What I've said it before. I've said it before. He's Robert Mugabe. <laughs> I've actually He's... seen several comparisons. <laughs> He's Pinochet. He's Fidel Castro. <laughs> when he came, when he, I like the Fidel Castro analogy best. I come up with this one a long time ago, and it was when I learned about Cuba, <laughs> and it was that basically when he turned up to Arsenal, we needed him. A revolution in football needed to happen. And and he made that happen, and he made our people prosperous. We enjoyed many years of good times <laughs> under Mr. Wenger. However, capitalism fully took hold, and the Soviet <laughs> fell. Abramovich and the boys turned up. 
Do you know what I mean? So and we, and football yeah, change. Abramovich and, gets criticised, but at least he's at every game. Like, yeah, he actually cheers and on the club. Also, he's kind of he's he's pulled back a bit on yeah. the blow money, blow money, blow money. Chelsea aren't that team no either. more. No. no, he never really did, did he? No. Um, can Wilshire go to the World Cup if we keep losing? Yeah, Wilshire can because uh, someone pointed out the other day is it's um, even though Arsenal aren't playing well and etc. Going forward with Jack Wilshire is good. Yeah. Like, there is something you notice that when Jack gets the ball, something could happen. He yeah. is going to he is gonna take the ball forward 20 yards as opposed to looking around and maybe hitting it back to his defence. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, he's very important to the England team if he stays fit. From the January transfer window, have we actually improved when you think we got rid of... No, we've got... We've got very Walcott wor- and Coquelin and we've replaced with Mkhitaryan. Yeah, we've got a lot worse. Yeah. That's what I mean. We're seeing a sabotage happening to our football club because, at the moment. I don't know why. Do you not, because, I mean, we've improved on the side with Aubameyang, but then when you're now bringing Welbeck off the bench instead of Giroud, it's kind yeah. of like two step forward. It's like it's like selling four defenders and buying seven strikers. It doesn't oh, make so sense. so irritating. I don't really know who's doing... Because apparently he's not making all the decisions anymore. So certain yeah. amounts of power is being drawn back. But I yeah. really don't know what's happening at the club. Do you think Henri and Vieira, Henri or Vieira can possibly work as the next manager? Do you think we need someone to come in and steady the ship first? Uh, the reason I don't think those two could work is because it's two big egos. No, no, two... I mean like either, either or. Oh, right. I thought yeah. you meant come in as like no, no. one under the other. Or or Chuck Arteta in that mix as well because he seems yeah, to be well, the one mentioned. Uh, yeah, Arteta is being spoke about. That worries me, that does. As like, yeah, coming in as like a head coach. Well, though, even his like personality about. is like, he was a crumbly personality at Arsenal when he got tough. He wasn't an international footballer either. And I, uh, in this day and age... I think that was harsh. Any other country, he would have played as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of talk of him. There's talk of uh, Joachim Lowe. Yeah. These aren't people that massively excite me, though. No. You know what I mean? And just give it, just chuck some money at Allegri or something like that. What's George Graham doing these days, Luke? <laughs> get Sven. Did he fully retire? I've no clue. Let's get Hodgson. <laughs> Did you say Sven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Get Sven in. Or, why not? Why don't we go for the dark horse? Glenn Hoddle. Ex-Spurs man. Imagine <laughs> the fucking... Well. Imagine what would happen. It'd be hell to pay. Imagine we got Potch. Just yeah. the Spurs melt. Random one, yeah. Or Pep just decided Vias he wanted Boas. to take on the, the biggest challenge of his life. Alright, next one. This is a huge question. What does Steve Bold actually do? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's allowed to do anything. Unfortunately, he also just nods and just. Yeah, I think. Head. I think Wenger says to him, "This is what we're going to do defensively this week. Go and tell them to do that." Yeah. It's a shame because Steve Ball was a great, great little centre back. So yeah, and he's got a good footballing brain on him. I don't really yeah. know what he does. So yeah, it was a good question. Uh, last couple then. So how much do you blame the players? Uh, the players, the players deserve a certain amount. It's, I think it's 50-50. It's kind of like Wenger's bought those players in. so it's like... Yeah, it's not just that. He teaches, he tell, not teaches, but he tells yeah. them how to play. And, it, and it's recently came out that Shaka has apparently said he's hadn't had no uh, actual instructions yeah. from Wenger as such. <laughs> Which doesn't shock you at time. all. No, it doesn't. But it would have shocked you four years ago. Like, yeah. this, isn't, this, is the play, this is a manager that cl- uh, players wanted to come and play under. What? Was it you I sent that clip to you this morning, the bloke crying on the radio? Yeah. 
That was disturbing. <laughs> I didn't know how to react. So I was watching on the bus. I was like, mm. at one point, I feel, at some point, I felt bad. Someone actually described Wenger. They actually phoned up and he was on the same show and he was like, Wenger is like the family pet. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I've seen this analogy. <laughs> he's like, he gets there and then he gets to the end and starts shitting on the carpets and sometimes, I think you, do have to, sometimes you do have to put him down. It's like, okay. Yeah. So I, I was quite happy to not see fucking Ty or whatever his name is this, <laughs> this weekend. This my next question. Because he's a prick. What are your thoughts on Arsenal fan TV? Do you, do you think it has any effect? Because No. Not at on the, the end players. of the day, if, if the players played better, they wouldn't have anything to criticise. I don't think the players are that deep. I mean, some players. Bellerin, might. I'd I say... don't know if you saw this. Bellerin criticised it. Yeah, I know he it's came not right out about for um, so-called fans to profit from the club's failures. It's like, well, you're being paid about eighty grand a week to do it. Yeah. So it's funny, isn't it? Because yeah, because I've seen them on there talk about the, uh, Bellerin's confidence, etc. Yeah. And. And I, you know, he's 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 a confidence is being affected at the moment. But if you see the way the man dresses, for instance, yeah, they were saying, I mean, you know, he, he hasn't got a, an issue with fucking confidence. But the thing is, you look and United had it when they were shit. They're not shit anymore, no. so you don't hear anything about it. It's a, it's a clear way. If you don't like it, then play better. Yeah, it's like I said, it is fifty fifty as well because when the team's doing well. Yeah, it's the similar. You know, it's yeah. still the same. Then the the manager doesn't take all the credit, and the players no. don't take all the credit. So yeah, it, it swings, doesn't it? And just uh, finally, do you do you think Wilshire and Ramsey can play together for the foreseeable future? Uh, do you think there's a future with them as a partnership? It's funny because Aaron Ramsey, at the best of his ability and in the top of his game, is one of the best attacking midfielders. I quite well, think in fact, he's I don't know what captain. position he played. He he was more of a box to box kind of midfielder when he was doing. He's like stuff. Lampard, isn't he? That's the best yeah. comparison. Like he wasn't going to give you great slide tackles and stuff, but he'd be back there working hard yeah. to get the ball back, and then doing bits up top. But I don't, it just didn't seem like. I don't think you realise on how much Ramsey does until he doesn't play. Yeah. Yeah, Ramsey puts in effort, and I, I think he gets a, a hard time. I think he's going to be our next captain. I don't Do think, think he's going to be Wilshire. I think it's going to. I don't know. He, if has, Jack's he hasn't stay. even confirmed his contract. Yet, has he? That's yeah. why he's clocked. <laughs> yeah, it's really. Yeah, that's really strange. Yeah, because I thought that was going to happen in January, but same. And we still haven't got no yeah. Jack Wilshire signing. Yeah. And he, did you see what he put on his social media yesterday? The one about it's hard. It's hard for yeah. Yeah, like big old emotional tweet yeah. from him again. Just finally, this this could be the biggest question of the day. What do do Iwobi and Xhaka have on Wenger? Because there yeah. must there must be something. What do they have on him? They have a mistake. <laughs> I think that, that's probably what it could Cheating be. Cheating on his bird again, and like, one of them's just got a picture. Which not even that. I just think it was a it's a Bentner situation of where they don't want to. They don't, and a uh, Ali Adier. They don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to admit here that they might have fucked up. Yeah, a Francis Jeffers. <laughs> Jesus, it, it, all managers have got him, haven't they? I, yeah. To be fair, yeah, with Shaka when he first came in, I kind of thought under I kind of liked the cut. Of I'm his interested gym. to see him under a new manager. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what he does. Yeah, like well, like what his job is. Is he a because he doesn't seem like he's that great defensively? Well, you look at Pep and you look at like the difference in Sterling, for example, and yeah, you need, your manager should be making players better. And Sane which, as well. One thing with Ancelotti is apparently he kind of buys the players and he thinks at this level you should be able to do what you're expected to do. Right. So trading was literally just a match apparently. It was just kind of what 
you'd like for a while, but when you're not actually getting any instruction, it's probably not good. So maybe we do need someone more technical. But yeah. at the moment, I'd take anything. I think we need a, a fucking a hugger, yeah. uh, a clop. You know, or someone know. to come I in and really. The moment. No, but I don't. It is an end because I think that these. Because someone asked me, you want to you want to play well for him? He's just told. What do you think he's just said to them? Now, like yeah. after the game, etc. Yeah, what do you think Wenger's just said? I at this stage, I don't think he's saying anything. No, I don't. Need, I think I think Steve Bold's handling it, or or the head of the team, whoever that may be. Apparently, Per um, or whatever. On the uh, one of the one of the documentaries I've watched, apparently he would keep them and just not say a word for ten minutes, and then he'd just say something as they're going back out, and that would be it. Other than on the odd occasion, yeah, if but he I had mean, certain yeah. instructions for someone, yeah. I mean, we it's may... going to be interesting. Like, basically, everyone keeps saying, oh, his legacy is going to be ruined and that. It's, it's, it's ruined not. already. Like, no, I mean, as in, what he did for us is oh, not yeah, going to come... disappear. Yeah, no. Like, it's still going to be fascinating to watch back yeah. the, what Wenger did. It's like Roy Jones The Wenger Jr. years. But, like you said, the, the end of it is done. Like, we don't... We're not going to remember this part. Roy Jones. Yeah, Roy Jones. <laughs> yeah, good example. Um, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People don't remember the shit Mike no. Tyson that was biting ears. Well, yeah, in we his, do remember the biting ear, but <laughs> we do remember the Mike Tyson that was knocking All men. All you hear is people saying his prime. Exactly. Yeah. Vieira is his cuss. It's probably the most. It's probably the most uh, used lyric in rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson in my prime. Yeah. I mean, um, that'll be us done for today. I would say. Um, if you can't keep up with Bama this uh, Friday, if you're interested, if you if you can't see the prelims or whatever, then uh, we'll be doing like a fight by fight breakdown of each fight as it happens. You can keep up with that on SpitballingPod.com. Um, we've got more interviews coming this week with uh, James Gallagher, Elias Theodoro, Brandon Davis, Tyson Pedro. Plenty more to do there. As always, if you could uh, subscribe to the SoundCloud, leave us a review on iTunes, all of that, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.